strange. And it's time for Strange Wines with host Tom Cap for Strange Brew Podcast. And this is Juan from the One on One Podcast. Let's get strange. Oh, it's getting spooky around here, Juan. Real spooky. Yeah, dude. I, I actually enjoyed this one a lot, bro, because it's paranormal and kind of like researching true crime it. At this, yeah. Mm, this is weird. I got um. I got some Flying Monkeys beer. I always have usually Flying Monkeys beer. This one's called Paranormal. It's an Imperial Pumpkin Ale. I'm not really into pumpkin shit. Like, I like pumpkin pie if it's got whipped cream on it. Crap like that. I love carving pumpkins. And uh, it's 10%. So it's pretty... But it, ta- it literally 10%. tastes... Yeah. It literally tastes like... Um, it tastes like uh, a pumpkin cookie. Like pumpkin it's, cookie. Yeah, that it, sounds fucking yeah, it's gross. It's fucking weird, but I like it. That sounds gross, bro. I also got a cider for later. But this was a good one to get into. I watched the original and I watched the remake. I didn't finish all the remake, but I fucking have seen it when I was a kid, so. I didn't watch the original. I watched the remake. And for and, and before we get into it, bro, we're going to talk about the Amityville murder slash horror slash house slash whatever yeah so this let me, is, i'll give a brief intro the swarming flies the demonic pig the ooze seeping through the walls and floorboards the house once located at 112 or 112 ocean avenue um it's like that fucking yellow card song in amityville and it's in long island has been a, a staple of hollywood for the decades like movies and stuff like that shows even but although you're probably aware that supernatural films and series is allegedly based on a true story there are plenty of creepy facts about the amityville horror case that you may not know the listener and and it's actually the movie never tells the whole thing and obviously they add shit to make it a little more scarier but it, the whole thing is a lot more complicated than people think it is yes i to be quite honest with you bro i really didn't i think everybody's heard of the amityville horror i think everybody's heard that eminem made a song about it on one of his like second lps and shit so but i didn't really know what it was entirely i knew it was something about a haunting but i didn't know about the murders so yeah we'll we'll get into it now around 6 30 p.m on wednesday november 13th 1974 my dad was born in november 11th your dad's a scorpio of, of, so he's crazy of 74 <laughs> 23, 23 year old defeo entered henry's bar in amityville long island that's in new york and he said you got to help me i think my mother and father are shot defeo which we'll get into this defeo yes. which one he is soon and a small group of people went over to 112 Ocean Avenue, located near the bar, and found that DeFeo's parents were dead inside the house. One of DeFeo's friends made an emergency call to the Suffolk County Police. And when, so, they uh, yeah, searched, Suffolk, so yeah. when they searched the house, they found six members of the family were dead in their beds. The, no. whole, the whole family is pretty much dead, except for who we'll get into, Ronald, a.k.a. Yes. Butch. Yes. <laughs> the victims were Ronald Jr.'s parents, Ronald DeFeo Sr., 44, Louis DeFeo, 42, which was his mother, yeah. and his four siblings, Don, 18, Allison, 13, Mark, 12, and John Matthew, 9. 
All the victims had been shot with a 35 caliber lever action Marlin 336C rifle around 3 a.m. that day. And we'll get into that because it's due to yeah, when we'll I was looking all this shit it. up, it's, it's crazy. The DeFail parents had both been shot twice and the children had all been sh- killed with a single shot. Physical evidence suggests that Lu- Luis DeFail and her daughter Allison were both awake at the time of their deaths. According to the Suffolk County police, the victims were all found lying face down in bed. Yeah. Yeah, which is the, so weird. Like the husband, wife, obviously, Ronald uh, Sr., and then uh, Louise had both been, yeah, they were shot with that rifle and the children, but like everyone was, like all six victims, when the police found screaming. them, were laying on their stomachs. Yeah. And so. In, in estimation, it supposedly took 15 minutes from start to end, which is fucking mm-hmm. crazy. The DeFail family had occupied the house when they purchased it, purchased it in 1965. And, and it's one of these typical houses that's like the old type of, what is it, Dutch-style home? Yeah, and it's got the it's weird crooked-ass creep- roof yeah, and shit. Yeah, where it's creepy as fuck. I don't think so, the original house, we'll post some pictures on that Strange Your Podcast uh, Facebook page, but I don't think the f- house, I think it had some sort of window like it, but the house you see in the movies is not exactly what the house actually looked like. It looked a little different. Well, they changed it too. They took out the two front windows. They took them out. Yeah. They had like two little front windows that looked like eyes when, they were, when the lights were turned on and they took that shit off. So the six victims, they were later buried in the St. Charles Cemetery in Farmingdale. And I'm yep. guessing that's in New York. I've never been. I've been to New York one time and it was very briefly. So the person that that supposedly allegedly found them was, was Ronald DeFail Jr., also <laughs> known as Butch. Yeah, he was the oldest son of the family and the only surviving member as of that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he fir- when they first called the police, he was taken to the police department and placed under protection because he had said that it was actually a hit carried out by Louis Fallini, but that figure later provided a credible alibi and he was cleared as a suspect. Yeah. So when they first found this out, because supposedly the the family had mob ties they were messing with some stuff they shouldn't have been messing with breaking the law etc etc they said it was a mob hit but when they started to interview him his there were stories some changed yeah. yeah they were changing you know ever so slightly and things were happening he so, like yeah he told the police that he's the one that discovered the murders himself in one story and when he uh he actually like when he went he murdered them uh, all in their beds and then i think he like showered cleaned up went to work yeah. and then came back and reported that they were dead after he s- tried to get an alibi but you know especially in the time that it was they had enough forensic evidence to understand what happened and how many hours it took and all that crap right so well when when he, they started interviewing him they had those in- inconsistencies and then the following day was when he had confessed that he carried out the killings himself. Yeah. And uh, the Fellini guy, well, he had a, an alibi. And he told the detectives, this was directly from him. He said, once I started, I just couldn't stop. Yeah, it went yeah. so fast. Mm-hmm. So after he had killed him, he, he did what you said, that he admitted he had taken a bath, redressed. And he detailed where he had discarded crucial evidence 
bloodstained clothes, the rifle, and the cartridges before going to work as usual. So, there's a lot of weird shit that happens, and I'm just laying out yeah. the, the framework before we get into the whole yeah, conspiracy and all this bullshit. Yeah, because I got a lot of shit about that. And it's fucked. It is, and it goes deep because, like, even just getting to some speculations, how, like, it, it supposedly with the bodies were positioned, too, they were all, like, arranged in a certain way, which is, like, obviously creepy in this kind of the same aspect, same way. And the police determined that the rifle didn't have a fucking fitted with a silencer, so the Suppressor, gunshots yeah. hypothetically should have woken up the DeFeos as soon as one shot went off, but there was no sign of struggle. <clears throat> Nor there was any evidence that they were sedated, Maybe to knock out his family so it was a little more peaceful. And which is incredibly weird, neighbors didn't report any sounds of gunshots. All they heard was the family dog barking. Which is like, it's a pretty fucking large rifle. It's a, like 35 cal, so like, it's going to make fucking noise. Yeah, and it could, well, they did test and it can be heard up to a mile away. See, that's and crazy. And it's like, we, like, and it would have been like, um, you know, I haven't walk, fired walk, a, walk. a 35 <sighs> a 35 like that. I fired a 30 out 6 which I was when I was looking into it I think it was it was similar to that round. Yeah. And it's a lot of shit, bro. It's a big round. It's a well, big round. Well, and that's what I'm saying and like the fact that it was yeah, it was 6 times, right? So you think about he shoots obviously the parents are maybe bap bap has to walk to the other bedrooms. No, so it was it was 8 times. And one of the things that I found interesting was that the capacity for that rifle was six shots huh. but he, there was eight shots fired because remember each of the parents were shot twice and each of yeah. his, his so it's one two three four five six oh no never mind no, you're right yeah one, six times two, right three four five i thought it was one shot each that's what i thought but maybe he shot no 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 so twice. it's the all right so ronald and luis was one two one two three four Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, so yeah. it was eight shots. So and did he have time to fucking six. reload while other people were screaming and shit? Because he had to. Have. Technically, you'd have to if he shot the parents twice, and maybe he did in that order. I would think he would shoot his own parents twice, um, and then he walks to the bedroom of the kids, shoots them, and then sits there. Well, uh, I like. I don't imagine that. He, they died right away. I think they eventually probably would have bled out. Like maybe I've heard. Two stories, bro. Yeah. I heard that his parents died instantly. I heard that it went through it through through his heart. And then I've heard that he had a shoot he shot him the first time. The father was getting up, so he shot him a second time. And then Dawn, which was the one that he pretty much blew her face off. Yeah. That that's and I'll and let me wrap up with the I, I wanna get into the trial before we get into the the whole discrepancies yeah, and all this bullshit. So the trial began October 14th of 75, and him and his defense lawyer, William Weber, they were going with the claim of insanity, and that he had killed... <laughs> and this is where it gets weird. This is why I love this this case. Yeah. The DeFeo claimed that he killed his family in self-defense because he heard voices, their voices plotting against him, and he also saw his family as demons that's why in the, the amityville the remake they see themselves as their faces all fucked up and he's going after them because he sees them as demons the insanity plea was supported by a psychiatrist for the defense 
and they brought him in and he was like, uh, no, he's just has no empathy. Like, yes, yeah, they yeah. ruled. Well, that was the defense. Yeah. That was the defense. The, yeah. The, the other people. Because like, I, I didn't hear that. Like I, I thought, you know, he had visions and shit like that. Um, I didn't hear too much about like him thinking that his parents, uh, were like evil demons and he had to fucking yeah. get rid of them. Right. That's, that's why. Well, here's the thing. The psychiatrist for the prosecution, <coughs> Dr. Harold Zolan, maintained Sultan. that although DeFeo was a user of heroin and LSD, he had an antisocial personality disorder and was aware of his actions at the time of the crime. Yeah, so it's like he, he had no high off his fucking yeah. mind. But he also, in that state of mind, and I think just the way his brain worked, is he had no real filter for like, like, doing bad shit like you know or no empathy really in i don't know in my case if it is true that that's what they diagnose him with i think he's a bit of a sociopath that he doesn't really he lacks empathy right and the fact that yeah he was like super he got into like meth and and drugs and drinking and he would he had like he, there would be times where he would get domestic you know what i mean he would like push his mom around or fucking like him and his dad would get into it and I think his behavior just escalated. And there's like rumors that he was hanging out in the basement and doing satanic shit. But we'll get into that because yeah. near the end of this, uh, just for listening to stuff, we got some fun that I'm going to go through the f uh, actual facts of what, what they showed in the movie. And then I'm going to tell you the real story and just like little snippets of parts of the movie. Then then you can see kind of how it differs. Because when I start yeah. getting into this and researching it, you realize how much stuff they added, how much stuff was just taken out of context too sometimes in the movie. But it's all about the guy that wrote the book. That one yes. dude that wrote the book, he is the one that kind of like the whole cases and with the Lutz that we'll get into. But he's the one that like really got into it, wrote a whole book and, and then he put a spin on it kind of thing like most yeah. writers do. Oh, well, that's what they all do. So the trial and conviction on November 21st, 1975, DeFeo was found guilty on six counts of second degree murder. On December 4th, 1975, Judge Thomas Stark sentenced DeFeo to six concurrent sentences of 25 years to life. And he's still he in is, there. He is still in there. Yeah, he's being he is currently held at the Sullivan Correctional Facility Crazy. in Fallsburg, New York, and all his appeals and requests to the parole board to date have been denied. I, I forgot yeah. how old he is. That's kind of it's kind of crazy, and it, it's like that. I don't know. I feel like sometimes people get away with fucking literal murder and get out of jail. If, in some cases, um, like even we're gonna eventually, obviously, on Strange, we dive into Edmund Kemper, big time serial killer, like. He killed his mom and fucked her head. It goes real deep. Like, what? Yeah, this guy's like so fucked up. You couldn't even imagine. But he oh, killed his fuck. grandparents when he was like a kid. And and then like, well, I think like a early teen. And he ended up getting away with it and out of like juvie and all that shit. And he like murdered his fucking grandparents. And then he went on to be one of the most sadistic serial killers that ever lived. But that's, that's another fuck, topic. <laughs> so this guy DeFeo is considered, and and this is this is the true crime aspect. This is the, the, this is the facts. He's a mass murderer, right? He's a mass. Yes, he's, he's not a, a mass killer because it's in succession. Exactly, he is a mass murderer, and they, what they call a family annihilator because he killed his family, entire family. annihilator, man. Yeah, that's yes. fucking <laughs> what a word yeah, to use for that. Fuck, yeah. not like the like the family slayer, like a cool hard name. He's got to call him the <laughs> annihilator, like he's in a fucking Resident Evil game. 
That's a good. <laughs> that's a good band name, the Family Annihilator. I know, and I was trying to look up because I want to fucking grind. I want to see. Bro, like, yeah, yeah, I want to start getting into like sex dungeons it sounds fucked up but i want to like like start <laughs> no there's like cases of those people and that you know do, hey, do whatever you want to put in your butt yeah in your business, <laughs> no. dude. you're still my boy i'm I'll just still love you i'm bro. just saying in general like that there's those whole cases and i was trying to look up like what's the best way to call it it's like well you know when those dudes kidnap people and they keep them in their basement for years like i want to get into like some of those cases because some of those go really fucking deep like that guy in germany that like uh had sex with his own daughter and then they had kids and then he kept her in, like the basement. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I want to get to that. And I was like, what is that called? Like kidnapping of the family? Like it's just like well, shit goes there deep. Is, there is Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, that also. When you start to feel like family for the people who. The captors, yeah. The captors, yeah. You feel uh, empathy. And that happens weirdly a lot of times. And honestly, we'll get back into this, but that could be an episode for us to talk about is Stockholm syndrome in general and where it started. Yeah. And the name and yeah, we can talk about that. So, Fuck yeah, okay. dock it, click. This is what I just explained, the DeFeo family murders. That is something that actually happened. The yes. motives behind it, we're going to get into it now. And the controversies behind mm -hmm. it, we're going to speak about now. This is real life. These murders did happen. People did die. The motivations and the 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 causes behind it the, that's what's in shadows, right? That, yep. That's the that's the that's the conspiracy. So all six victims were face down in their beds with no signs of struggle. Which is awesome. Did you up. see the pictures of the crime scene? I think so. We'll post them on the Strange Brew podcast page. It's so. fucking crazy. So, the how you had mentioned earlier, the police, they concluded that the rifle wasn't fitted with a sound suppressor. Yeah, like I said, that's and fucked. And they found evidence of sedate, uh, or, or I'm sorry, that they had not found evidence of sedatives being have being administered. Although when they were interrogating him, DeFeo did say that he had drugged his family, and I forgot what it was that he said, but supposedly he did drug his family. Supposedly, mm. that's what he said. Neighbors didn't report any gunshots being fired. And those who were awake, they just, how you said, they heard their dog Shaggy just barking. But everybody in the neighborhood knew that he was a loud dog. So they didn't find anything yeah. out of the ordinary with it. Right? I'm just surprised I didn't hear the gunshots. Yeah, got, that's what fucking surprised fucking me. But he, when you hear got, it, you know I what got it is. some conspiracies on that, though, dude. And, and it's fucking weird. Rather, this is a paranormal. And I'm not big into the paranormal. I know you're bigger into oh, the paranormal yeah, than buddy. I am. And I'm really into true crime. So this is a bit of both. And I always yeah. like, juggled thinking of doing it on Strange Brew. But when you brought it up, like it makes sense for us to dive deeper into like more serious cases and shit that you, can't, you can joke about. But you want to get to the meat of it and question things, right? Yeah, so possible motives. One of the possible motives was that the fail had a volatile relationship with his father. Supposedly, the that. father was abusive, and yeah, allegedly, the fail had uh, before this had pointed a gun at his dad and pulled the trigger. And yeah, it didn't I heard go about off. that too. And so yeah, when, when so it didn't go off, he said that that changed his life. And they, he went ahead and he had traveled somewhere to buy some statues of some saints to put in the front lawn. His, uh, I the think it was son? like three weeks. Butch? DeFeo Jr.? No, no, the, the father. The oh, father. Because yeah. it changed his life. So 
and this was like a few weeks before the murders, like three weeks before the murders. He had like gone and bought like these. He had like some statues made and stuff like that. Yeah. And he had placed them on top of the uh, in the front lawn. And they also had. I ain't gonna help. The if there is demons in that fucking house, they're gonna be mad about that shit. Yeah. And they had the sign "High Hopes" on the front of the house. With the marijuana leaf beside it. <laughs> it was the Canadian leaf. Yeah. <laughs> so. For those that don't know, the uh, senior, DeFail Senior, he they owned the local, I, I believe it was a Buick dealership. They weren't rich, yeah. but they were well off. Yeah. Right. But again, they were associated with the mob. Yeah. They thought it was money laundering. They even bought Junior, DeFail Junior, Butch, a speedboat too. That oh, cost so them. you're pretty. You're, yeah, you're that cost about good. fourteen grand at that time in seventy four, so which that's, is equivalent yeah. to eighty eight thousand dollars today with inflation. Yeah. So while I, while I remember it, remind me like when we get some of the, the Lutzes done, remind me to talk about the author that wrote the book a little more because he had some yeah. weird experiences too. Yeah, I had some shit. I have some shit on him too. So they say that the relationship between him and his father was rocky he was abusive yep. towards the family that led him to kill him whatever maybe i can see that maybe another thing that tipped the police off was <laughs> this is fucking stupid people are so dumb he asked the police what he needed to do this is after the murders oh, what he yeah. had to do to collect on his father's life insurance, which he had a life insurance policy of $200,000. People are weirdly fucking dumb like that. Are well, you stupid, be like, bro? What is the best way that I could commit a murder but get away with it? Like, oh, what did that... Oh, well, we just uh, I think, I don't know when we mentioned BTK, if I was just talking to someone about it, but the BTK did that. The BTK killer, someone who went unnoticed for a long time and... He was like, it, when he was writing notes to the cops and stuff like that, because BTK is probably all, the all-time worst piece of shit serial killer and no excuses at all. He's just a yeah, ma major piece of shit. And that he was like, in his letters, asking cops, like, you know, like, if I use a floppy disk, can you guys trace that? And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. And that's how they caught him. <laughs> so people can be fucking idiot. stupid, man. Yeah, whatever. What I an know, idiot. I know. You're going to say retard? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I like that's, the word. I don't. I don't call mentally handicapped people. Fucking this is retarded. a Christian podcast. We don't talk about those. Things. Is it? So, <laughs> since his conviction, DeFeo has has given varying accounts of how the killings were carried out. In 1986, in an interview, he claimed his sister Dawn killed their father, and then that that she's like that, what fucking 13 or some shit. She was 18. Dawn was 18. That's her that name. Dawn I thought that was a boy. No, oh, I don't know. No, no, that was a sister. That was a sister. Because name, her name's Don. Yeah, she had a boyfriend that they Donna? didn't like, stuff like that. Don. So right, Don killed their father, and then name. he she killed their distraught mother, and killed all his siblings before he killed his mother. Yeah. So, oh, well, so yeah, my bad. DeFeo claimed his sister killed their father, and then the mother killed all of his siblings before. His mother was killed. That sounds like delusional. Fucking Here's the nuts. thing, though, dude. When they oh, when they, they were like interviewing him and stuff like that, he was saying that he hadn't committed the murder. Mm -hmm. He didn't say murders. Yeah. So if this is true, and and there's some there's there's some shady shit going on, bro. So he took the blame because he was afraid to say anything negative about his mother to her father, and. Uh, 
his father's uncle. He stated that he took the blame because he was afraid to say anything negative about his mother to her father, Michael. So the grandfather. Yeah, the senior, yeah. (laughs) And his father's uncle out of fear that they would kill him because supposedly, again, they were with mob ties. Yeah. Well, and imagine the family that was even close to this or maybe like... He said his his grandfather said, "Listen, yeah. we we don't want any more. Just take the blame for it and be over and done with it." So I feel which like which is he was weird, pressured. also that if which that, is weird, dude. If that is, is something because I've heard about this case since I was a young young boy watching horror movies, obviously, right? Like just like <clears throat> we seeing like the remake came out in two thousand five. I was fucking fourteen, so yeah, it would have. I would have watched this as a kid, like, especially, and then I know I watched the original, like, way back in the day, and, you know, they always make you question things and stuff like that, but I've never heard about, like, the family of the family, you know what I mean? I never hear about the other DeFeos. He, supposedly, he had said to knock it off and pretty much take the blame, you did it, and that's that, and that's what he said, He, he said that he feared for his life that they would kill him, but... That'd be crazy if that was the true story. <laughs> if that was the true story, right? If that was. But once you already admit to murder, bro, you're fucked. That's no, it. you're fucked. You're as soon as yeah, you're culpable it. of it, you're done. Yeah, exactly. They won't let so, you fucking go. So. What, oh, you want to get into something? Because I guess we're talking about the whole trial thing. So, well, who knows? But there might have been uh, another killer. Well, I was uh, gonna get into yeah, that because the jury wasn't on on board with it. But at the time, police and investigators considered the fact that more than one person may have been responsible for the murders. It was the only way that could make sense of some of the more puzzling aspects of the crime scene. Uh, the existence of a second uh, second culprit has never been proven, although obviously filmmakers claim in 2012 that they found new evidence supporting this theory. In the meantime, many other there's still theorized about possibly a second killer was involved. Like it could have been his homeboy. Like you know, if he really hated his family, I don't know. Here's the thing, dude. Everybody knew him and Butch, the DeFeo Jr. Everybody knew him as a trouble causing kid, just a spoiled brat yeah, that-, that nobody liked him. And he was put, he was working at the dealership, the family dealership, like getting some ridiculous amount of salary yeah, yeah. with little, with little too. responsibility and all this stuff. So, and that fucks with kids too. You think like the poor kids and stuff like that are bad or the kids in the project buildings and stuff like that. It's like yeah. when you get like rich kids that have no responsibilities, like a lot of them turn into cokeheads and do a copious amounts of drug cause they can afford it. And then they end up like pretty much some of the biggest dirt balls on earth. Yeah, well, he was and doing that's heroin why, and LSD. Well, and you remember, like, most CEOs, right, are te- technically uh, um, psychopaths. People that run huge businesses, they're like sociopaths and psychopaths because the Look way they Mark work. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Amazon and Jeff Bezos. Yep. No, they're like so, they're reptilians, bud. One of the things that really fucked me up when I was reading this was that supposedly there was an agent that was inve- – they were being – they were under investigation, Mm. The family was under yeah. investigation by the, either the FBI or the DEA, somebody. They were, they were under investigation for something. And supposedly one of the agents, the night of the murders, there was somebody posted outside their house, saw Dawn in, in hooded. Supposedly she ran out of, the, out of the house and came back later. Supposedly she was getting <coughs> rid of, of a handgun because allegedly... 
they found more than one caliber in the parents. But that was that was never talked about. Now, before he killed his parents, and mm. in the movies you see it where it's like, oh, kill them, you know, catch them, kill them, da da da, all this stuff. He had said to somebody that a dark hooded figure, some black handed figure, dark hooded figure, had given him the gun to kill his family. And you see mm. that in the movies when they when they hand him the rifle. And because in the of remake, that, I, they didn't do that in the original. Yeah, in the remake, you see Which when is, they when they, the original Josh Brolin fucking Thanos. I didn't even realize that until I read it, and I was like, "Oh fuck, he looks super young." Uh, yeah, that, that I, blew I my didn't see that one, <laughs> but supposedly we have this this paranormal aspect to it all, which well, that's and what even freaks me out. even deeper, right? Like. I don't know who knows. Like, there's um, theories about that with a couple serial killers, like Robert Picton. There's like cults and stuff like that set up, and they want certain murder rates. Or like um, Picton that lived out in Alberta or BC, and he was killing all these prostitutes and all this shit. So, and there's conspiracies that like the the police were kind of like helping him essentially, and he get rid of the bodies and all this stuff. And they were it's the less dead, so they're trying to get rid of all the prostitution. It's like some Charles Manson shit. Yeah, well, in the in the kind of the same way. Arlene. What are the chances his house is being scoped out by either the FBI, whoever yeah. the fuck, and they have somebody out there the night of the murders. As, they yeah. see the sister leave and come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Well, but, yeah, it reminds me of uh, two things. But then I was, I was thinking of Eileen Warners because she's fucking a nutbag. Craziest female serial killer. That they did Monster based on her, Charlize Theron. But, like, she would claim that they were, like, she's, like, they were using mind control uh, sending bean wa- uh, waves in my head, saying like electrical waves in my head. It also reminds me, which is like she's going off a tangent, but uh, it also reminds me of like when they try to do the sixth Halloween movie, like in the 90s, uh, ha- The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, and to explain his killing, they have like a cultist group show up all in black hoods and that they're all part of this cult and stuff like that. And that's why he kills. So you think this was like some MK Ultra type satanic cult shit or what? I'm not gonna say it is, but I'm gonna say there was, that it there's could probably be. some virgins killed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Things are weirdly periodically set up in the way they're timed and stuff like that, and people don't even realize. Like eventually, when we get in probably on Strange Brew into like John uh, Benet Ramsey. That shit goes way deeper than people think, and and the dad was involved with shit that had to do with nine eleven and like weapons contracts and shit like that. So like things go way deeper than people actually realize. And the more I read books and stuff on this, it just seems synchronicity and and coincidences are for a reason, and they're all set up. And it just seems weird. Here's what I think happened, dude. And and the reason I kind of don't believe it and I want to believe it is because this the fail guy. <laughs> He was caught lying after the fact. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, I think this said one's he a was, sham. He had said he was married at the time of the murders. Turned out that he wasn't. Then turned mm-hmm. out that the reason that he had gone to the house was because his mom called him to break up a fight between Don and his father. And then he drove down there with su- his supposed wife's brother that was with him at the time of the murders and couldn't verify where he was at. But then 
turned out that he wasn't and all this crazy he's talking out of his ass and that's and that's yeah. the first thing detectives look at is like how much lying are they doing and and stuff like that right the first thing you're gonna look at is do their stories change that's why people yeah. that convince some fucked up stories are real is because people sometimes if it's a real case sometimes stories never change and it's almost yeah, he impossible was, he was to making that. people up too like the brother of the of the supposed wife was a person that was just made up that never even existed he was but Here's what I think. Yeah, here's what I think happened. Here's what I think happened. What I think happened was that I think the sister did the killings. What? And then and then he killed her. But hear me out because when she was killed, she was the one that was killed in the most brutal way. Hmm. So I feel that. You know, when they do, like, a, a crime of passion, it's always yeah. very brutal. Maybe that's <clears> why. You know, he, she was the only one that had her the left fucking side of her face blown off. Everybody mm. else was just shot in the back. That is weird. So I know. So that I, is that is weird. I don't I don't know. Like, he was on, like, meth and shit like that. So, like, people snap. He was on heroin and LSD, dude. That And LSD. Like, I heard he was on <laughs> meth, too. Which means I don't know. if he is on this many drugs, say, it means was he's there open. meth in 1974? Fuck yeah. Methamphetamine, did you know, I, I wish, I hope you knew this, Nazis were all on fucking meth. That's the reason why really? they could push forward on the frontier and stuff like that, because fucking American and British soldiers were like, we have to sleep, like how are these motherfuckers not sleeping? Because they were on meth, and like, and then even- and uh, some chocolate, right, that they were getting? Yeah, weird like side, side note, even Hitler was pouring meth into the water supply in Germany. So they wow. knew about uh, methamphetamines and Hitler was on a bunch of shit. So this makes you like, meth is the thing that like, it seems to me, I've never tried it, never would try, I've never tried crack, would never do any of that fucking crazy shit. I've done crazy shit, but I'm not gonna do things that are literally turn you into demons and like, like bath salts and shit. But people like, it seems like, you know, crack, you're just all cracked out and stuff like that. Coke is you're energized. But with meth, it seems like those are the people that have like the scratched out faces and yeah. and crazy up fuck. so if he was doing meth and he was a dabbling in acid it is the 70s and shit like that that's what made me think that he was like into some weird shit at the time there's all these records coming out that people are calling satanic uh, like and then i think panic. that he just kind of went within his head the sister aspect is fucked up like it would be weird if she really hated the parents too when it was more of her talking to him while he was on like an acid trip i never thought about it that way i thought he, i i believe that he mostly just killed everyone that i don't i don't, sister I don't theory th- is in, very think- interesting though I think weird. his sister did it, and how you're saying maybe. Supposedly they had plotted together because yeah. they wanted to take their parents' money. So see, I feel that, that she seems did plausible. it. I can see like, yeah. and she was what 18, right? Yeah, she was 18. So I could see her being like, "Well, fucking, uh, I hate mom and dad. Let's just like, we'll just kill, kill them, okay? And we'll we'll kill everybody else, and we'll be the lone survivors, and and you know, and we'll take their money. Like you've seen that in fucking movies. Because he was movies. closest to her. They were they were the closest to they were closest to each other. So that's why yeah. I feel that when she ended up doing it, and then again he had taken the fall. He was a you know, not the brightest tool in the shed. Yeah. All the stuff he got caught up. The family was like, listen, just admit to it. Fucking go away. We want to be over and done with yeah, it. Yeah, I know. You know, we just want to be, you know, Put be done with it. Put this shit to bed. Yeah, so that's what I, that's what I think. <laughs> All happens. right, now we can get into the LUTs. And talk about horror movies because I've been trying to keep up a horror movie list. Man, I tried to, I, I, I watched it all. Like, I'm a huge Wes Craven fan. 
And uh, like I love Nightmare. He made, created Nightmare on Elm Street, People Under the Stairs, The Hills of Eyes. Like he has a lot of shit under his belt that's good. And I tried to watch Wishmaster, and I probably haven't seen it since I was a kid. And it's horrible, but it could be done right. So this movie is about fucking uh, G- like Jin from the Islamic texts. And how you have to like wish and shit like that, and your wishes are actually genies were actually more demonic. In Wait, what the, movie? Uh, it's called Wishmaster. It's a old fucking like like well, not old, but like uh, late eighties, early nineties film, and they were spawned a bunch of sequels. It's sh- shit like the like Chucky and all that stuff, but just like way more like hidden. It's almost like a uh, phantasm, like those kind of movies. Oh, I see it here. Nineteen ninety seven. Is that the original? Mm. Just that, just like yeah, it has the face on it and shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we weird. It was later on. They were like trying to Wes Craven to do some weird stuff, but it was based on like the jinn from like Islamic texts and how is the jinn in normal form. And the more wishes you get, uh, the more wishes he takes from people. Uh, then when he becomes, he gets like he's first starts as a reptilian and then he can shape shift, which is like super weird. You should just watch it for the fact how fucked it is. And then he like is like plotting and all this stuff, and he becomes this like big like CEO guy, kind of guy. But the thing is, when he gets this full form, whatever people made wishes, uh, he'll fucking, like, he takes their soul. So one homeless guy's like, he hates this pharmacist that told him to, like, get off the sidewalk because he's homeless. So he wishes he has cancer, and then, like, the guy just dies instantly of cancer. Oh, shit. Just That's try. Fun. I, I want to share it out because it's ridiculous, but I was pretty stoned, and it's like a shape-shifting genie thing, and it's like <laughs> Wes Craven went off the diving board on that one. And it spawned a bunch of sequels, too. But, yeah, I see that. I'll check it out. Yeah, let's get into the Lutzes. So, what we just talked about was the Amityville murders. Yes. Now we're going to be talking about what everybody really knows that's mainstream, the Amityville hauntings, which is what the movies are based off of, what the book is based off of. And so, November 13th, 1974, Ronald Defoe Jr. shot and killed six family members at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville. So it was That's 1974. It was 1974. That's so what we just t- covered. It was two years later that the Lutzes moved in. Well, supposedly it was in in December of 1975. I got January 14th, 1976. Really? Yeah. Mm, well, in 76, they were doing the investigations and shit. Hmm, and so it was, it was 13 months after the DeFeo murders. That's what yeah. I got here. Yeah, that's because so, you got Kathy and she had her three kids that are from yeah. a previous marriage. And they had a dog yeah. also. Well, I guess we can They get were into married it. in July of nineteen seventy five. So well 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 whatever. Anyways, they they, they they moved out after twenty eight days. Okay. So we have George and Kathy Lutz and their three children. And they left after 28 days, claiming they had been terrorized mm-hmm. by paranormal phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While phenomenon. they were there. So Again, 13 months after the failed murders. Or two years. It was a f- five bed- <laughs> or two years. I don't know. Five bedroom house built in a Dutch style, Dutch colonial style. It had a swimming pool, a boathouse. It is dope. It, like, it's a dope it's property. Dope. It looks beautiful. I mean, if you, look, if you see it now, it's a beautiful house. It's beautiful. And we'll get into the, the later and, on. <laughs> and they bought it for $80,000, right? Which I think it, is a steal. It was a steal, yeah. It was located on a canal. Uh, George and Kathy were married in 1975. 
she had previous children and they had two daughters. I believe they had a dog. Yeah. And during their first inspection, Harry of the house, is the family dog. Yeah. During the first inspection of the house, the real estate agent had told them about the DeFeo murders and they said it, it, they asked if it would affect their decision, which they said it was not a problem. Which, I would just honestly, be like, can I get like, you know, let's just like knock it down 10 grand. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I, dude, I would try to that. haggle that shit because I'd be like, no. I would not move in there. I would not move in there. Yeah. And this is more fuck. So they moved in December 19, 1975. Can I say I would move in? And I would I would test the waters. Maybe I'd even play some Ouija board in there. No. And then if it gets too fucked up, okay, no. then I sell it for more than I got it for. No. Mo- no. But here's the <laughs> fucked up part, dude. Here's the fucked up part. <laughs> they kept the DeFales furniture for $400 as part of the deal. Which and is they slept so, on the same see, bed frame. That- yeah, that's fucking... The, I, was, I thought you said almost said bed. I think that's really weird in general that they're like... That they fucking stayed like you sat on the same couch, and you know what I mean. Like that's I wouldn't I wouldn't if for a murder thing. These people were obviously were not super. They claim to be not superstitious at all, right? So they came out to be religious or superstitious. Mm-hmm. So, but that's fucked, dude. Being in the sleeping in the same bed frame as some people that were murdered. See, I would and that's what that I couldn't get it across. Like I would obviously if I had had to buy a house like this, I would probably be into it. Uh, my my girlfriend, I'd probably so. Much. I'm sure there's people who are into that type of shit. 100%. Yeah, that stupid fucking. F- uh, I was gonna say fag. Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures. He like bought like I think he. No, he didn't buy the Amityville. Oh, he they're doing a thing on fucking Joe Exotic's farm for some fucking reason or a zoo. Really? Yeah, yeah. Go, that the ghost, ta- the I, tattooed guy. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, you ever watch Ghost Adventures? I like spiky it. hair. Yeah, and he's just like super douchey. Like, yeah, th- it used to be good, and and it, I liked it. And but then he turned like it. T- it seems so forced. Everything like, oh shit, there's a spirit attached to me. Like, it, everything <laughs> just seems super forced. And then uh, one of the members left, and he actually went to create, I think, a better show where they actually like lock down for a night and you can't leave. That's how they used I've to do it. That. And now they don't do it. They have so many film crews and all this shit. It's like you're not gonna catch anything. All these ghosts can be like, man, look at all so this shit. So he's show. doing a, a a tiger king, a tiger or whatever, a lion yep. king. For some reason. I don't know what? why. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, this is fucked. I would never buy a home that somebody was murdered in. You wouldn't? So I'm the kind of a tempted. friend of George Lutz had learned about the history of the house, and he had insisted on having it blessed. At the time, hey, George that was a non- shit. Not your Yeah, it was a non-practicing bullshit. Methodist and had no experience. Kathy was a non-practicing Catholic, and she had explained the process to him. And here's where it gets kind of weird. Here's where it starts getting weird. Mm-hmm. George knew a Catholic priest named Father Ray, which the actual name is Father Ralph J. Pecoraro. That's his name. What? And he was the Pecoraro. Pe- Pecoraro. Yeah. Pecoraro. He was Sounds the like one that was supposed to. To <laughs> carry out the, the the blessing. Yeah. Father Ray was a lawyer, judge of the Catholic court, and a psychotherapist. And he lived nearby. He arrived to perform the blessing while George mm-hmm. and Kathy were unpacking their belongings on December 18, 1975. They, see, see? <sighs> see, I was just going to say, but like that church shit, like blessing stuff, I, I feel like, man, like. 
don't know. It never works. And if, if demons and dark energies do exist and say, and I, my belief, well, some of my belief is that, you know, if they, this makes sense that like reptilians created or some dark energy created religion. So people would constantly combat each other over beliefs. So they, they supplement like fucking dominant religions. So, and then you have people, you're blessing this shit, but these dark energies know what you're about. So they get angry about it. But I would think maybe if they even try to sage the house, use some old remedies, because saging is you're essentially taking you're not just like blessing it with a bunch of shit that some weirdo fucking pedophile priest blessed you're like taking sage and you're supposed to force the spirits or bad energy out of a window you keep every window closed except for one which is like when I learned about doing Ouija boards when I was a kid it's about closing doors you have to say goodbye because you're closing a door when you do astral projection like we just talked about you kind of should close a door in your thoughts you should like see a door and see it closing because the more yeah. you do that, right? We've talked about that. Yeah, that's weird. So I feel like so, this could be open to a lot of fucked up shit. He, he, anyways, he blessed the house. Fuck it, whatever. Saging, throwing holy water on everything. Helped. He was blessing the house, yeah. carrying out the rites. And when he started throwing holy water, the first holy water, and began to pray, he heard a voice. That said, get out. Get out. Yeah, that was a it good one. Get out, right? Fucking like some some dark demon voice. Like, and they get show out. that in the original in the fly swarm and. Yeah, he he left the house and didn't say anything to George or Kathy, right? On December twenty fourth, this was December eighteenth. On December twenty fourth, he called George and advised <coughs> him to stay out of the second floor room where he heard the voice which was the former bedroom of Mark and John Matthew, and that that Kathy had planned to use it as a sewing room. But the call was cut short by static, supposedly. That's in the original uh, movie. Yeah. After the he had visited the house, he had supposedly developed a fever and blisters on his hands. Doctors told him that it was just from stress, and there's interviews of him talking about this shit. At first, George and Kathy experienced nothing unusual. But talking about their experiences subsequently, they reported that it was as if they were, quote unquote, living, were each living in a different house. Shit started to get weird for them. So by mid-January 1976, after another attempt at the house blessing by George and Kathy, they experienced what would turn out to be their, their final night in the house. And they never did talk about what that was that drove them out, where they left all their shit behind, and that's it. They never described it because they said it was, quote-unquote, too frightening. So we don't ever know what happened to them. Yeah, because in the way they said it, they said, like, how they said it is they said, we didn't realize uh, the time that when we actually headed out the door that we would never come back. We didn't leave that morning. You understand, like, like, <coughs> this is their quote saying, you understand that yeah. this is our house yeah. that we lived in. <coughs> and it's like a weird thing that they end up just leaving for like, well, we don't really know some obviously shit that would have fucked them up. <clears throat> but like there, what do you think that was though? Something that bro, something that would fuck you up so much that 
you just leave and you don't ever talk about it again. What well, could we you see, possibly see? I don't know. We see a lot of shit on movies, but like, you know, knockings and, and scratching, and then it slowly drives people insane. Um, I don't know. I've, I've never, as much as I brought this shit towards me, I've had, like, obviously my shadow people experience, stuff like that. Playing Ouija board, uh, I've seen friends' arms get scratched, like, slightly and stuff like that, and we've asked them to, like, like dig nails um, into it. And then my buddy was wearing a long sleeve shirt and I was like, I'll scratch my buddy. He was native. So we had darker skin. And then, so we like lift up his shirt and he had like nail marks on his arm, like the white strip, like not like deep. So like, I've seen weird stuff like that, but I've never seen, and I've tried, like we used to get out, like when we were young, being stupid, try to get up at 3am, which is also a factor in this is that supposedly be the, or 315. We'll get into it when I have the things that movie said and the things that are real. Um, but we used to, I, I, I want to see fucked up shit. And maybe I brought that upon myself with the, the shadow people thing. But I've always wanted to see that darker side of life and see if it's fucking real. Or, or not even the dark side. See if, like, you know, somehow I, my grandpa reaches out. Because my mom, to get into Halloween shit a bit, my mom has had ghost uh, encounters and stuff like that. Like, her friend, when she was growing up, hung himself over, like, he hated his parents. And he killed himself. And his, I think his dad found him dead in the garage. And this is one of my mom's best friends that, like, she kind of even kind of fancied him and shit like that. Like, and then... The, she was been worried about him for all these weeks, and then she like was about to turn off her light, and she looked over and she saw him like clear as day, uh, staying next to her bed, and he said everything's okay, like everything's okay. I'm I'm in a better place. That's also why I don't believe in the whole belief of suicide equals like fucking hell. Um, and then she turned off a light, and then years later, or it was years before, I can't remember what. I think, yeah, it was years later because they're at a different house. They're playing Ouija board. The Ouija board, I have three, but the one I got from my grandma, uh, originally when we started playing Ouija board, they were playing. They were on to that shit, bro? All your family was into Well, that my shit? mom just, like, I don't know. She was just, they were interested in, like, shit, and they were never super, super religious or anything like that. So I don't know. I should ask my mom where my grandma got this Ouija board because it's the one, like, I'll maybe take a picture of it. Uh, for the fans and uh, shout it out because it's got like it's, it looks worn out of shit now because there's like been booze spilt on it and like a bunch of shit a lot and I have three of them so all in better condition than some and then so it's like weird like like fucking hands praying and stuff like that and goodbye or something like that I have to look back at it but they called upon the same guy that committed suicide and they were asking like, why did you do this? And he said, because of my family. And then they were playing with a shot glass over the Ouija board, which you should have a planchette. But if you don't you use a shot glass, that's how we started was making our own Ouija boards up on the ground, uh, with like pieces of paper. And then, so the shot glass flung at the wall and shattered when he started, when they started talking about, was it your parents and shit like that? So get the fuck out. Yeah. Of here, bro. So like, I've always had this like in my life and wanted to explore it more, but I think the shadow people gave me my answer of like, man, I'm saw some shit. I shouldn't, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I yeah. was just saying that in general, cause the shit's creepy and like, you know what I mean? You never know what could like really tippy to the edge of wanting to leave a haunted house, I guess. So supposedly, they they left to their their mom's house to Katie's mom's house, and something had followed them there. And then they left they left the house, left everything behind. But then one thing that like some something that like tripped me out was they said that it, all their stuff was sold sold at auction. This mm. guy had like a speedboat and all this stuff, 
But then he said that the next day a mover arrived and, and removed other possessions to send to them. And while that guy was in there, he, he didn't report anything, which I was like, which which is it? Did they sell your stuff at auction because you left the house or did somebody yeah. go to pick it up? So the guy that wrote the book, Anson, Jay, Jay Anson was his yeah. name. He did not work directly with the Lutzes, but Didn't he hang they out with the did, however... I thought he hung out with the priest. Yeah, yeah, supposedly they submitted around 45 hours of tape-recorded recollections to him, which were used as basis for the book. Supposedly it sold 10 million copies, and he said that he had named it the Amityville Horror uh, based off of the Dunwich Horror by H.P. Lovecraft, which was, huh. which was published in 1929. Interesting. So here's where it gets weird once again, the controversies. During the course of a lawsuit surrounding the case in the late 1970s, Father Pecoraro stated that yeah. his only contact with the Lutzes was by telephone. That he huh. did not yeah, visit the house. Yeah, that's why there's all this shit that's conf conflicting. What the fuck? You know what I mean? So, like, you're mm. reading one thing and then you're seeing another. But then he did give it an in-person interview, uh, allegedly. But he was blacked out. His face was blacked out in a 1980 episode of In Search Of, a documentary series. Yeah, In Search and Of he said, Yeah, his face was obscured during their interview. And he said he had heard the voice saying, get out. <laughs> and that he also felt a slap on his face. So Dur he was during the interview. No, when 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 he it. was doing the, yeah. the 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 you know the holy water, yeah. he said that he got slapped. He got bitch slapped by a demon. Um. So, I don't know, dude. After the fact, the people who lived there, which was Jim and Barbara Cromarty, they said that they didn't experience anything. They lived there for yeah. ten years. Uh, well, we'll get in some. Let me get in some paranormal shit first, and then the, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you obviously, if you Google demonic boy photograph, you'll actually see it's iconic. Um, we don't really know what it. Uh, it's from when supposedly ghost boy. Yeah, the the Warrens did a thing there, but if you believe in ghosts or demon or, or like or demons or not, this shit is like it, is odd. And when you see the photo, it, it was it is pretty creepy, and it was taken by uh, paranormal investigators. Uh, Ed Lauren, uh, Ed and Lauren Warren. So we're gonna eventually get into them, probably on Strange Brew, or we'll maybe cover them. But yeah, those that know, that's the the the, the movies, The Conjuring, is based, based on, on them. them. And for all the people, spoiler alert: a lot of it is bullshit. A lot of it seems like they were making up stuff. You don't, you don't say, bro. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. You think it's so. bullshit. Uh, several weeks after Les left the house, it seems a, a small boy with glowing eyes in the doorway to the left of the frame, even though there was no children in the house at the time. But Allegedly. there is fucking theories that they like staged it with one of the investigators, like little boy, which is weird. Um, but it is believed to be the ghost of John Matthew DeFeo, who was nine years old at the time of his death. It looks like him. It is creepy. It is a creepy photo for sure, and I hope it's real because that's one of the like photos I've gone down in history. But I got a very short segment about like kind of um, well, not sh too short, but like the real story of what happened in the movie, uh, basis of what the actual real story is, and we can make comments on each 
Uh, but what happened in real life is way worse than the alleged Satan, uh, the Satanist turned in the basement demonic dungeon. In 1974, the Amityville house was a, a site of a sextuplet homicide. That's what they call it, I guess. Where 23, obviously, year old Ronnie Butch DeFeo Jr. shot his mother, father, four brothers, and his sisters. Um, and occurred during the night where he went to work as if nothing happened. But in the 2000 remake, that's what actually happened. Uh, Ryan DeFeo ends up, uh, he, he lives with spooky voices telling him and that he should fucking kill his family. So there's, there's different things of what actually is and what actually is not. And then the 2015 version, you got Ryan Reynolds playing George Lutz. So, but nobody knows the true motivation like we talked about, but supposedly he did maintain the story, Ronnie DeFeo Jr., it, that he heard voices saying the house actually made him do it. But like you said, yeah, it even says, like, heavily into heroin and LSD, which would fuck <laughs> you up. But uh, even, like, this is really weird. Like, how, obviously, in the movies, he wakes up at 3.15 a.m. every morning, and that's uh, when the Lutzes move in. George Lutz was waking the same time up, supposedly, as when the murders were happening. But what actually happened is there's not one... Uh, this is one statement made by George Lutz that never backed down on. So, according to the homeowner, he actually did say this is accurate. So... There is conflicting things, but at least his story has never changed. So, and then you have the, the huge part is obviously the flies uh, attacking like the priest, especially and during that would be weird during a winter Here, because that's what happened. The thing. Here's the thing, dude. So there are there there are some logical explanations for the flies, at least. Yeah, and they did say that in the real account. They actually did say that they, they had there was a weird amount of flies. But do you know why though? Why? Pourquoi? The heater was on and there was a bunch of dead bodies inside the house. Yeah. So it would make sense maggots. that it would attract flies. Or maggots. You know maggots what I mean? can They're, form. Well, I guess not. They that were long. there maggots from three time. in the morning all the way until what time did I say six thirty p.m. Dude, that's. That's more than 12 hours that they were fucking sitting there with the heater on, a bunch of dead oh, bodies. Oh, the heater is the worst part. It, yeah, like, exactly. The best way so to it would make sense why there's a bunch of flies there. That's why there was a bunch of dead flies. Hello. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a logical explanation for that, mm. right? Like, if you wanted to debunk it, it yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but, but yeah, go ahead. Keep on. Yeah, this one's also weird because obviously we have in the movies, especially in both, is that the five-year-old Missy Lutz, one of the daughters, makes a friend called Jody, uh, a pig uh, demon with glowing red eyes because even in the movie, it's like he supposedly, or I think in the true story, supposedly George Lutz saw like uh, a pig demon creature behind his daughter when she was standing in one of the arc windows. Yeah. But that might have been portrayed more for the movie. Uh, although at first Jody believes it to be an imaginary companion, that that's what they believe Jody is. Kathleen, the mother, uh, Kathleen Lutz witnesses the demon. Oh, so it is. It's the mom that witnessed the demon pig peering into her daughter's room. In reality, supposedly there is no Jody, the demon pig. And this was a uh, depiction. God uh, damn it, I know. Man. And that's and this was a depiction. Fuck. <laughs> was, <laughs> was credited by numerous uh, parapsychological. Oh, so I can't even say that right now. 
but fucking psychological. Um, I'm getting. I'm probably a little stoned. I've been hitting my pen, but. <laughs> It supposedly it was a cat that they mentioned. A maybe. really fat fucking cat. Yeah. Which I'll take demon cat. Yeah. I'll take a demon cat. It, but a, a, a demon pig would have been so much more badass. I agree. I'm really bummed about that. I know. Me too. When I was reading about that, I was like, there's no demon pig. That's what makes it like fucking creepier. Because like, yeah. what's this demon ass pig? So obviously yeah. the Lutz's family discovers that the Ocean View house was built on an ancient shrine cock burial ground. And the house is uh, maybe attributed to a bunch of uncanny coincidences and hauntings. But no, they didn't live anywhere near a shrine cock tribe. Didn't even live near Amityville at all. And the house was not con- uh, constructed upon an ancient burial ground at all. So that yeah, was no, that that has been refused by local Native American tri- uh, tribes or in the indigenous people, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the people there they have they have denied that claim that it was because you you know if it, we we've done the Wendigo and all this stuff, the Skinwalker and and all you know a lot of Native Americans they they you know there's black magic, there's curses, yeah, there maybe yeah, they were pissed that. off they were on their grounds, but allegedly. No, there was no there there's no evidence of that another thing that i was reading about was supposedly the hoofs on the snow yeah that was debunked because the the when it was reported there was no snow yeah that's what i heard too you know what i mean so it's it's a lot of there's a bunch of conflicting shit like even the ooze slime the green slime that oozes from nail holes and yeah. and dis- like disgusted the family and they were all tripped out. Well, here's uh, the thing. He was interviewed and uh George said that a green substance was quite not depicted in the the fucking film the way that he saw it. It was more gelatinous. And it's funny cuz we just uh when this comes out me and Billy would just talked about ghost slime which is like ectoplasm and shit. And it's like he almost saw that but th- there's some reoccurrences that maybe he was not saying the truth. <laughs> so, they had Ed and what's the other Warren. Uh, Lorraine Warren. Right. They they investigated the house, and allegedly she said that it was as close to hell as she'd ever want to get, because <laughs> she's a a, a self proclaimed clairvoyant and he was a self proclaimed demonologist, right? Yeah, mark so, my words, there'll be a fucking movie about that in the two three yeah, years, probably. So here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. They passed polygraph tests. The Lutzes. They passed yeah, polygraph yeah. tests conducted by one of the most well-known polygraphers How of that time. How real is polygraph, though? Well, that's the thing. But, I mean, back then it had some credibility. They passed it, both of them, and that was that, right? They Supposedly they passed oh. it on air on some show and it never aired or some shit like that. I don't know. But maybe if something did happen to them and then it gets into the whole if it was a hoax Uh because after the fact one of the i believe one of the lawyers or the authors had said that it was all made up and that they let me find the quote that they made it up over uh, i think it was a lot of bottles of wine or some shit like that. yeah yeah i have that too yeah so even like and there's like this, like that. Uh, I remember, like, because I just watched the original. Uh, Kathy Lutz wakes up and she's like, "She was shot in the head," and it was like she screams that. 
about like specifically the fatal head wound of the actual mother uh, Louise yeah. that was shot, but it's never been confirmed uh, that Kathy actually had psychic dreams about the DeFeos. The depiction of the death is inaccurate because uh, Louise passed away from two gunshots to her upper body, no damage to her face or head. So it's just like mm. they did add a lot of shit into this movie. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, of course, it's Hollywood. And that's what I just literally was looking upon that, like, you know, that they know that the book's uh, book is a hoax and they created the story over balls of wine. And who knows? Like, I love wanting to believe in the paranormal, but there's cases like this that seem like they are just faked. And um, I said when we were talking about ectoplasm slime with Billy, I was talking about the Fox sisters, people that, like, really took the whole thing of seances and made it a moneymaker, where they would get people to come over seances, and they had numerous kind of rigs and things set up, Jimmy rigged to oh, make yeah. sounds. <laughs> so they're trying to fuck with people to make money, right? And this is yeah. almost what this could be like. Yeah, I believe... The murders, that's obviously real. The motives behind that, that's kind of shady with the whole lying face down. Yeah. Them not hearing the gunshots. Maybe they were in like some sort of time warp that they couldn't hear shit. Like if they were contained just to their beds. Yeah. Uh, I believe one of the investigators said that the bodies might have been moved after the fact, but there was no blood anywhere else other than their beds. Like a bunch of weird fucking shit. Yeah. And I'm not real big into the paranormal. I do, however, believe that, and this goes back into like the book of Enoch and all this shit. And when the second law of thermodynamics is energy cannot be destroyed, it can only be, you know, transferred. Yeah, you ever seen the Iron Giant? (laughs) A soul cannot die. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I feel like that's also a part of it. Maybe, maybe, dude, maybe, maybe the Lutz, the, you know, George Lutz was doing LSD too, and he could tap into like some other frequency where he could see. These or the things. house allowed him know. to do it, like the fact I that I don't fucking know, dude. Residual energy and shit like that is possible, but yeah, who fucking Again, never knows? I thought this was anything. gonna go longer than it did, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I skipped over a bunch of shit here, so we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with this. The debate about the accuracy of the Amityville horror continues. And despite the lack of evidence to corroborate much of the story, it remains one of the most popular haunting accounts in American folklore. The various owners of the house since the Lutz family left in 1976 and have reported no problems while living there. And then, like I said earlier, James Crow Marty, who bought the house in 1977 and lived in there with his wife, Barbara, for 10 years, commented, nothing weird ever happened except for the people coming by because of the book and the movie. So... I, I, I'm pretty sure living there would be... And if you look it up on Google Earth, it's blurred out, dude. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because they out. paid for it to change uh, their address yeah. and shit. I feel it's going to be hard to live there because of people going to see it all the fucking time. Yeah, fucking so people. I, I'm listening to an audio book right now on the way to work every morning. It's called The Cases That Haunt Us. And they go into, like, this guy goes to do a bunch of shit. Like, we start I'm with, like, Jack the Ripper, and then it goes into, like, um, like... Um, what the fuck's her name? The guy, a girl, a bitch that kills everyone with an axe. And then they go into like uh, kidnappings and shit like that. I'm surprised that they didn't tear the, the house down. There was this, I believe it was, it was in, uh, last year. Oh, or the year that before. people. Wow. Oh, uh, then I remember. There, I was listening about Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia murder. And people would like go mm. visit that shit all the time and be like, look, this is where she was murdered. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that does yeah. happen a lot. 
Yeah, and I'm surprised it didn't tear it down because there was... I don't know if you've heard about that murder in Colorado, the guy that killed his family. Mm. It, it, it was, no. a, it, I think it was Wait, a year ago or, or a year and a half ago where... I, I don't know the name, but this guy killed his family and people had the address and they were going to the house and they just tore, they just tore the house down. Yeah. Well, they did that. We talked about Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamoka, Canadian murderers in St. Catharines, probably the most brutal in Ontario. And they tore their house down. And like at the time of all the murders and shit like that, I was like a fucking kid living in St. Catharines. So like, it is weird. And we were like, no, half an hour away from them or 20 minutes away. So like, and they tore their house down because they had like bodies in the basement and shit like that. So they will do That's it if fun. they need to. <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't think anything happened with the Lutzes. I feel it was something for money. They made a ton of money off of it. The 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 author made a ton of money off of it. I, however, don't know how I feel about that because of the murders. The murders were very weird as well. Maybe everything was just the line to where people didn't hear the shots. Maybe he was tripping his fucking balls off and killed his family. Or I, I, I want to lean more towards what I told you about the sister killing the family and then him killing the sister. So yeah, that's, that's how I, that's where I stand on it. I don't know where I stand. I'm going to say it's fucking weird. It's strange. But yeah, honestly, we want to know what you think. So you can go to like the fucking website, shout us out on Instagram and shit like that. You know where to find us or you should. Every link will be posted underneath the episodes. So like even, you know, go to the Strange Brew fucking Juan posts on that shit too. People are shouting at Juan on that. So go to the Strange Brew Podcast Facebook page and tell us what you think. What do you think? Like, do you think that like this is just like straight up just murder and no haunting? Or do you believe that it is paranormal? So before we go, before we head out, I watched the remake, the 2005, the Amityville Horror. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch the original, but I did, however, come across this documentary. It's called My Amityville Horror, and it was... It's on YouTube because I was looking at... It's like 50 minutes or some shit. It was made in 2013 by the son of Daniel Lutz, Mm. and supposedly he tells his his side of what happened with him. While he was there, he was, I think, 10 years old or some shit like that. <clears throat> so I, I might check that out because, uh, again, this is very interesting to me. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to watch yeah. it before we did the show, but. You got you to gotta yeah. pay for a subscription, but check it out on Prime, though. Uh, the original is pretty good, actually. I like the original. Yeah, I'll watch it. I have Prime. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, check that check that out. Um, Yeah, like, honestly, if anyone's got shoutouts, too, for fucking horror movies, like, tell me what to watch. Like I, I love horror movies and shit like that. Juan's getting into horror movies right now. So, like, shout I've us out some shit, movie, man. Bro. Have you seen Hereditary? You saw Hereditary. Oh, yeah. We were talking about how fucked up that film is. Yeah, I'm always fucked up. All right. I, I, I enjoyed this one a lot, dude. Yeah, it was me fun. too. And hopefully we have some spooky, scary shit for the oh, next. Oh, fuck yeah. I want to I want to get into the Bell Witch next. I think that's what we should get into. Yeah, we'll do that. I've never even fucking heard of it. So oh, check it out. Sweet. All right. I guess we're going to keep going with Halo Odin. Hello and check me out on at the Juan Juan podcast on Instagram. Yep. Uh, you can Sam Hain is coming up with Strange Brew Canada. Send him dick pics on there. Yeah. And he likes when he can see the asshole. So yeah, yeah. Sh- show me that for sure. The hairier, the better for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hello. All right. Hello. <laughs>